everyone. Welcome to a new Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. All right. So here we are with a new episode. So this week we're going to talk about my journey and how I found myself. And we're going to say that this is season two Tracy versus season one Tracy. And I would just like to point out, because I forgot to mention this on the first podcast we recorded today, because this is our second podcast in a row for anybody that doesn't realize it, but but I just want everybody to know Tracy's a truly weirdo. Why? Because right now we're sitting up here doing a half an hour podcast, and I have maybe like, 45 minute podcast. And I have like three drinks. No, you have four drinks sitting in okay. front of you. Okay, well my tea is done. <laughs> um, I have a water bottle that is open so that I don't have to unscrew things in case of the sound. Okay, and justify the other two then, because you can't drink them because they have tops on them and you can't unscrew them. One's so, caffeinated and one's uncaffeinated. But you can't drink them while Bam. you're podcasting, so what's the point of them being here? I can if I can unscrew them quietly. So then you don't really need the water, you just need to unscrew quietly. The... Waters are just in case. I, man, just please, you know. Hey, man, I just call them the way I see them, okay? So I'm weird. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about? Sorry. <laughs> Went into a little diatribe there, but but it was good. A diatribe. So you just wanted to make fun of me. Look, I always have a lot of drinks. Hey, look, if you go on to uh, the migraine dietitian. She always has like three drinks too, and she's got one with electrolytes, and I think one that might be caffeinated. She does the same thing. It's I think it's a migraine, and it's it's. Look, I like to be prepared. All right. So, so like I said, we're gonna talk about the some of the changes that I went through since season one because I really feel like I've grown a lot, and um, and I honestly thought that that I was over some of the things that I was over since last season. I will say that February has been a very challenging month. There there's a reason that I very much like this this song by Local H called Another February. If you did not get a chance to listen to that while I had it posted in in our Facebook or Instagram while it was up in February, I highly recommend that you look it up because it it just sums up all the hells of february <laughs> and the cold because i'm feeling it right now with my depression and all that even so, though it is not cold right now we want to clarify it's, and no that. it's not but i think it's just really playing on my uh on all my bipolar and all that so Maybe she's just upset because there isn't 13 inches of snow on the ground. Maybe. No, but it keeps like going up and down with the the weather. Mm. So enough with all of our our weird bitching and stuff. So so yeah, so I guess all of the the reasons I've been changing since last year, I've done a lot of research. And I kind of talked about that in the last episode because I told you guys all about some of the the ways that I went into doing the the ways that I figured out how to go through my changes but that was the first one of the first steps of how how I kind of started the changes 
and uh, wow, I sound like a werewolf or something. But uh, so I started doing some changes, like I said, probably two or three years ago. But what really kicked it off and accelerated me doing some personal changes within this last year was I just really started to uh, explore the ch- explore and uh, research my my illness, my if that's what you want to call it, my bipolar and and all of that this last year, mostly because of the because of the podcast, and uh, and with that I. I had some really rough times, I'm not going to lie, last winter because I was I was researching it. But I think you're going to get that at first when you do things. It's kind of like when you first start exercising, maybe when you first start doing any project. It's going to be hard. But then when you put anything in, when you put any work in, the reward is great. And I put a lot of work in and the reward has been great. And my next step is going to be researching a lot more on my migraines. I've done some research, but I'm going to be doing some other research. And I'm going to talk a little bit at the end about some other research that I'm going to be doing that I'm kind of excited about. So that's going to be great. So now I understand what's going on in my body a little bit more. I do, it's going to be a constant, constant research that I'm going to be doing because honestly, the medical field is always coming out with new information and I'm always finding more information, whether it's on Instagram, on online, whatever. I'm always finding more information and I'm giving it to you guys, whatever. So in little doses, whatever. So when I learn about that, um, I'm I'm just changing. So I like I've told you guys in in many episodes, I I knew about myself. I it's like I opened up the user manual, maybe looked at the table of contents, opened up the first couple pages, and then said, okay, I know about my my illness, and then closed it. But now I I open up a lot more pages. And I'm learning because of that. I, I am growing a lot. So would you, would you kind of agree with that, Eric? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I will, I will say that I feel like last year was the predominantly like really, 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 really big stepping stones. And this year has been much more toned down, but it, but that's just to be taken because the, podcast was what much newer last year and you know like we talked about on the previous episode is that anytime you do something mm-hmm. you know that initial burst of data that comes in yep. is going to have a much greater effect on you than than say like the smaller day but that with that said like i i look back at it like last winter and you probably maybe you won't agree with me on this, but last winter was a lot rougher than it has been this winter. Not yeah. that there hasn't been those moments, but but last winter was a lot lot rougher than it was the winter beef. Or yeah, last winter than this winter has been. Yeah. And on top of that as well, I feel like last winter we were gone for we were gone for two weeks in January, which is typically not a good time. Uh, I think we were still around in all of February, but 
Yeah. But like this year, our vacations kind of lapsed where, where it was actually pretty nice here when we were gone, you know, yeah. because we were gone all of November, which November can be rough, but it's nothing compared to like a January, February type deal. So, so considering the fact that I think we had a rougher, we're home for rougher months this year and you've been way better than right. you had been the previous year. So, so yeah, I mean, I would say that shows right there that there's been big improvements. I guess somebody that's a scientist might tell you that it's just because of the barometric pressure or something like that. But, but right. you know, I see that as a win. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would definitely see that, that as a win. Yeah. I mean, and I've, I've taken, I've taken d- different steps. I mean, like it's, it's one of those things where I don't do things as many things that I don't want to do anymore. I mean, there's certain things that you kind of feel like, okay, this is something that I feel like I should do. So I'm going to do. And so I will do it. But there's a lot of things where I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to do this because I I don't want to do it. Or I'm not feeling as well. I'm just I'm not going to do this. So since I've learned about myself, I'm just like, you know what, there's I have limited time on this earth. <laughs> This is how I'm going to, um, this is how I'm going to spend it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and with that as well, I care a lot less about what people think. And, and that's great. I love it. So, so somehow with learning about myself, I, it's been able to give me that will to care a lot less what people think. And I'm not sure if, that's something about learning with about myself or if it's just slowly caring less I'm not really sure what it was in me that gave me the will to to care a lot less but there was something in me that I looked at and maybe it was with the list that I kind of gave in last week but I just looked and I said, there's something where I I don't need to care about what these people think anymore. And and yeah, there's obviously times where it's like, okay, I should probably dress up at least a little bit. But in the same sense, it's like, here, I don't care. Maybe I'm not the bride. So yeah, I'll, I'll dress up a little bit. But also, if my shoes aren't white, white or if I don't have makeup on or whatever, whatever, if I'm going to this place and and I'm supposed to dress, maybe they have a dress code or or whatever, I can't imagine we would be doing that. But maybe if we're going somewhere, I don't get, I still get social anxiety, but I get slightly less social anxiety than I used to. Unless it's a packed place. Because if I hear people talking, I don't necessarily care if they're talking about me anymore. Because I don't necessarily care if somebody's judging me. Um, so now, the golden question is, do you, do you think it's possible that maybe the reason that you care less about people caring what people think of you is just because over the past 12 months you've started to like yourself better than you had in the past. That's actually probably what it is. I think it's probably because I like me 
So why do I care if they like me? So, and I think that that was something we really touched on in the last episode was that, you know, finding the life you want to live, finding your happy spot. And right. And I think that probably is one of the biggest factors of, you know, it just making you more happy because if you're content with yourself, it makes it a lot easier to, to, it's still going to ding if somebody says something that clearly makes you think they don't like you because you're human. Right. And that's, it always, it's, it's just going to always, it always sting. hurts a little bit. But, but it's going to, you might realize people are saying things like that to you a lot less mm-hmm. because you're just so content with the way you do things that if somebody else thinks the way you do something is stupid, you're just like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. And like, then it might all, it, it, it might even be like, well, are they saying it because they're just jealous? So, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm saying that because I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm so great. Well, that's the only reason that they would say that I'm it. You just think that I'm content with the way that I am. So why, why do I care? And see, and I always wonder like jealousy, because that's a thing that people talk about a lot is mm -hmm. jealousy. And, I don't really like I see things people are doing or see p- things people have done and stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. But I'm never really jealous of them. And I wonder, I wonder if that's because you're content with yourself and your life. And that could very well be. Yeah. I think that you have found contentment in your life in a very, I don't know if it was at a very early age or, or what. But I think you have just found found a, a good sense of contentment in your life. And that's why maybe you're not jealous. Or maybe it's just the things that you look at and you're like, oh, why would I be jealous of that? Yeah, I mean, but there are clearly things like, like, so in, uh, when we were in Peru, we, we met a gentleman that he was trying to become like a travel blogger Mm -hmm. and I still follow him on Instagram. Yeah. And you follow him on Instagram. So we see where he's going, you know? So he was in Peru when we were in Peru and I bet you six months after, you know, we got back from Peru, he was out there still somewhere. He wasn't in Peru necessarily anymore, but he was off in some other country or something like that. He was just, he kept, just kept going and going and going. And to me, that should make me jealous because I'm like, what am I doing? I could be out there going for six months. But then right. I think about it and I'm like, damn, that'd be a lot of work to do plan all that traveling and stuff right. like that. And like, like I while, love traveling, but but at a point I need a break from it. Right. You know? It's like after a while I want my bed for for at least a couple nights. Right. And it, right. Yeah. It, like there 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 is a point where you just kind of want this sense of of home or something like that and and i i do i because we've we have talked about this before and i do exactly feel feel where where you you feel it's just kind of like do you want that full-on nomadic lifestyle and you're you're right Mm -hmm. so And, and with a lot of what i do i meet a lot of entrepreneurs and i do i i don't meet a ton of entrepreneurs that are more successful than I am and maybe they're not even maybe none of them are (laughs) I don't know but but I the ones that I meet that I assume are more successful than me I mean 
I look at it and I'm like, that's really cool that you did that. But like, I don't really have any interest in doing what you did, right. you know, because it's just like, like I've found that little niche. This is where I exist and I like it. Right. And, and, and I think you're probably right. Like that's the biggest part of it is to find that area in your, like to get to that place where you are just content right. with what your life is. And then, and not much that's going to happen around you can really do derail you from that right you know like well and that's that's where like in the summer when i'm when i'm like in my hammock with a good book (laughs) that's my contentment man Mm. or when we travel that's my contentment so i i have like i want to live moment to moment that's that's what i have figured out now is is that i and and I know that that people are probably thinking, oh, sure, you're you're thinking moment to moment, you want to just travel, et cetera, et cetera. That's that's your thought. Well, no, you can live moment to moment when you're when you do work it and all that kind of thing. And and sure, m- when I say moment to moment, I do a big part of it. I I I I do mean traveling, but I can still mean. Hey, right now, my moment to moment is I want to see how far I can get in that book today. I want to see if I can finish the book that I started yesterday. I don't think I can finish it, but maybe I can I can get a good way through that. So that's my moment right now is immersing myself in that good book because I don't have a trip until, let's see, today's the 14th. Ooh, we're almost there. So, I mean... That's that's like moment to moment is what's my next thing to look forward to. And look, I'm not saying that that like it has to be something big. We've talked about this before. It could be a cup of coffee. It could be something it could be something small. But I like to live kind of moment to moment now and and kind of look for for little things that make me happy, whether it's it's something like a cool little weekend or, or something cool like like that. And I like I just want to look and I want to make my my life full of memories now. And I, I think that's what what my life is about. I just want to make a, a cool life full of memories. And I know that a lot of people say, like, that's not what you do. You live you you work a, a nine to five and you do this and this and this and I'm like, but I want to do moment to moment and I wanna I wanna I wanna make my life full of really cool memories and I, you know, and that's this kind of why I'm shifting my my photography to hopefully I am kind of shifting it to a travel photography, uh, but. Yeah, I I just I just want to do do these little snippets in my life that make me happy. And and I know some people are are probably scratching their head and going, "This makes no sense to me." Like, you have to plan your days out. And I'm like, every day I wake up and think, "I don't even know what my day is going to feel like." Mm-hmm. So so th- that's kind of where I'm at. Like like I wake up and and I still have depression 
from from day to day or or not even day to day but i still have depression no matter what i can't get past that some days i have anxiety some days i have depression and some days i'm somewhere in the middle we don't i don't know where my days are going to be no matter what i'm never going to be perfect no matter no matter what phase i get to no matter how much research i do how much i understand myself how much i i love myself i'm still going to get depressed sometimes mm-hmm. so that's that's always gonna happen sometimes i'm still gonna look at myself some days and say i hate you and then there's other days where i'm gonna say i love myself so no matter how much i love myself there are days that i'm just gonna hate myself but i still just want to live moment to moment anyway and and that's just the way it's gonna be and think about it I mean, if you're a person that agrees disagrees with that, the about the moments, think about think about your nine to five job. Yeah, you're you're probably out there changing the world, working at this company. But when it all comes down to it, think of your best moment in your life, and then I'm pretty sure that moment isn't going to be attached to your job, and and right. that moment might be really insignificant, but but it's a moment that is really resonant to you. And it doesn't matter how insignificant it is. Right. Because what you should be focused on is making you who you want to be. Right. And not, and I mean, if you're a selfless person and you want to change the world, that's great, I guess. But I would like to think the people that are selfless and want to change the world are doing it because it makes them happy, not because it's changing the world. And right. And if it doesn't make you happy, then maybe you need to start then, thinking about why you're doing it. And maybe you need to do something that makes you happy for a while because maybe. <laughs> I've always said, I've always said if I had to go back to work, um, I'd want to go, if I had to go back and get like a nine to five job, I'd want to work at Panera Bread. And yep. the reason why is because the food is so freaking good that that is a skill I would want to have. I don't care if I make. $10 an hour work in there, but the value I would get out of it from knowing how to make food, <laughs> their food, and would be knows? worth so much more to me than than the paycheck. And who knows, maybe you would only want to work there for a month, but well, then you... Maybe, maybe, but, or maybe, like, it would just make me legitimately so happy to make pe- people this, like, to That's... produce this thing and give it to a person that I, I know is exactly. just going to be mind-blowingly right. good. And, and I think that like, could be your moment. Yeah, and I think that that's what people are a lot of people are missing that in their life where where it's not about it's not about the financial return on something. It's about what it does for your life. Right. And and I don't know. Maybe I've always wondered if because I I would say that I've kind of come to the realization of this within the last like 3 5 4 years. And I've always wondered if that realization came from the fact of that's just what happens when you get to this age or if I just slipped into a place in my life where I figured things out for myself. Didn't you say that you met somebody who who said that they had... I met somebody who had had um, a conversation with another person that was around my age and he's like, that person also kind of had very much 
the same mentality like it had just clicked for him like yeah. like everything had just fallen into place the way you wanted so it could be very much an age thing but i also see a lot of people that are that are just our age lot, who are that, just or older than or, me and and I, right. I can tell that they're not in that place at all right you know so yeah i think it's i think it's very hard to to really say i think i think sometimes it's you're not going to get here without doing the work and i finally did the work and i think that's the biggest thing that finally got me here was i did the work and i wouldn't have gotten here either without your support and and a big thing too is is it's funny is i i i I hate to admit it. Well, maybe I don't hate to admit it. I don't know. Is I I go on Instagram and I wouldn't have even signed up for this if I didn't have a business back uh, a couple years ago. We had some people here, some Argentinians visit us and they were younger than us. And then they're all on Instagram. So then they showed me how to get on it because I'm stupid and older and so then I started following people and following all these accounts that are uh, that are with mental illness and all that. And because of that, that's how I started learning about all of this. And uh, and without that, I don't know if I would have even learned as much. And then all of a sudden, one night when we were in Guatemala, it was our last night in Guatemala. I saw this post and it fit me to a T and it was really, it was really intriguing. And I showed Eric and I was like, holy cow. And I realized I was like, oh my gosh, I think I might be neurodivergent. <laughs> and I know that's a very big word for a lot of you people. And you're thinking, what is this? We're going to do a neurodivergent part one next week. And we're going to, I'm going to, I'm doing some research. We're going to do another episode on it so don't worry we'll explain what it is uh basically what it is it's a kind of a new thing encompasses a lot because i have anxiety bipolar and there's a possibility i might i'm well pretty sure i'm somewhere on the spectrum a little bit not sure it encompasses a lot but with that uh I'm I'm starting to understand a little bit more about myself. So I'm doing a I'm good I've got to do a little bit more research about that as well. So but it's really interesting. So I'm I'm just it's it's another facet of myself that I found out about myself just fairly recently since what was that, September? So Well and and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of what the definition technically of neuro neurodivergent is isn't it's not it's not like some revolutionary breakthrough it's it's taking it's taking people that have these stigma medical issues right. like bipolar and autism and all these different things that people have out there depression all of these things and these terms nowadays send negative stigmas to people's brains mm -hmm. and the definite what neurodivergent is looking at is they're looking at it from the perspective of a person that is depressed there isn't anything wrong with them 
Their brain is simply wired differently Mm -hmm. than a normal person. And it's trying to remove the fact that, that society should not look at a depressed person as as having a disease. It's more about how can we accommodate, you know, we've done all these things in the world to make it easy to try and make it easier for a person in a wheelchair to be able to survive, you know, putting ramps in and things like that. And this is the same idea with mental illness is how can we make it easier on a depressed person? Let's, Let's stop looking at them as somebody that there's something wrong with and start looking at them as just a person with a different affliction that all we have to do is be more accommodating to that affliction and they can exist like the rest of us. Right. And which I think is a very, very important thing because it's absolutely right. Like, I mean, you look at autistic people and I, I, I choose autistic because autistic is very dramatic. It's like it's very blatant. When right. You see somebody that has significant autism. It's very blatant. And I question in a lot of times whether a person that is suffering from that is because our society is built in a way where we're trying to make that person us. Mm-hmm. And rather what we need to do is look at that person and say, how can they be how can they exist? Right. Not not how can we turn them into us, but how can we turn, turn the, how can we create a society where how can a we person that is together? wired like an autistic person can exist in society in the same way as everybody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how can I function in a world that that everybody else functions in? How can when I'm having a panic attack, how come I have to function or how come I have to leave the room so that you know i don't bother people yeah basically and i mean if you want to take it down to a simpler level than that like somebody that is depressed suffering from depression now there are people that you say you suffer from depression and they will show remorse to you and you know but then there are other people that just outrightly dismiss it because they don't believe it's real they they don't understand it and stuff like that and and how much harder is it for somebody that's suffering from depression to exist in a world where there are a certain amount percentage of people that just are not willing to accept that this could actually exist and this could be an affliction and this could yeah. be, you know, when you look at something, when one person looks at something and when another person looks at something, it looks different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it, crazy. So, so... But that's my understanding of neurodivergence. I, I'm interested to hear what your research yeah, sh- shows up. But yeah, it's basically people uh, who think differently. If I recall right from the from one of the things that I saw, so yeah, it's it's people who think differently than other people. Yeah, or than than the quote unquote norm. Mm. So so yeah, which is me. I mean, I kind of think differently a little bit. So, well, and, and by definition, that's everybody. That's for, well, and that's everybody the thing. thinks well, differently. Well, the so. funny the funny thing is, is when I asked my psychiatrist if she knew of any books, because you and I have one book, 
uh, she she said she didn't offhand, but she she said honestly with neurodivergence. She's like honestly, it kind of rem- reminds me of high school with that. She's like it, it's it's like with the different groups. It's it's just like honestly that that's just what neurodivergence is with. It's it's just the word. It's and I'm like I can kind of see see what that is yeah but so, i think you know but it you, is you, deeper i do i do need to understand what it is right and, well and i think that that um the people that are gonna grasp on to the word neurodivergent are going to be the people that you want to be reading about these kind of afflictions because they're they're right. not gonna in theory they should not approach them from the perspective of there is something wrong with you they're going to approach it from right. the philosophy of there's something different about you. Right. And I think if in in society we could change that, exactly. that if everybody in their brain could have it wired that it's not wrong or malfunction, it's different. Mm-hmm. And it, it could change the whole way people view yep. mental illness. So while... Maybe neurodivergent right now isn't a huge thing. It's, it's but it's setting it's setting a precedent that could be that could pave the way right for the whole perception of these kind of ailments to be perceived by people completely differently. Yeah, in yeah. in in a positive way. In my opinion, oh, exactly. maybe 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 eighty nine percent of Americans would disagree that no, this is not the way we should approach these people. But I. I would like to think that mo- most people would agree that that by you're not achieving anything by looking at somebody and saying there is something wrong with you. Right. You know, it no, because that's demoralizing. And I think it's a great term too because it, it's a perfect one to describe me because I'm like, well, I, there's something, you know, I'm somewhere there and yeah, so I think it's a great thing. So I can't wait to to do a little bit more deep dive into that because there because I learned a little bit, because I figured something out about myself. So, so yeah, so that's, that's something else that I learned about myself since season one. And, um, but yeah, so I'm just, I'm a, I'm a lot more confident too, since season one, because I've learned about myself and because I've figured this out and because of, because of some of this stuff, I'm kind of like, okay, I apologize, you guys. Our cats just really want to talk today. Um, but because I've learned a lot about myself, I've become a lot more confident in in myself. And I've kind of figured out, like, this is what I want to do. This is maybe a place where I feel comfortable. This is maybe a place where I don't feel comfortable going. Or this is a place where I'll go, but I'm just going to be quiet. Because maybe I don't feel comfortable around these people, etc. This is a place where I'm just gonna simply people watch. So, or these people just don't understand me, and all this kind of thing. So, so yeah, I kind of understand maybe my barriers or my limits more, just with with everything, whether it's whether it's with with that the the maybe new phone. Uh, neurodivergence or or just with what I want to do or with anything so so yeah 
do do you think you have anything to add with what you've found that with any of my changes? No, I mean, I don't think so. I'm curious to see how, you know, just what happens within the next year. Like, it's just, it's going to be a very interesting next 12 months to see what, where things go. And yeah, I'm curious to see how much more I, I learn about myself, how much more I change to see if I change anymore and to see if it's a big growth, if it's a little growth. I think if I do change, it's just going to be a slow growth because I think I've done a big growth, but I know that I'm very confident about myself or maybe not very confident about myself, but I'm very comfortable about myself now. I think this is sort of the me that I was meant to be around this age now. You know, I'm about to turn 40 in the, in the coming month. Man, so, don't you wish you could have just had that back at 22 or something? I, yeah, I do. If if I could have, if I could have maybe kept it. And yeah, because, you know, when I was 22, I think I thought I knew all the stuff. I, I thought I, I thought I was really confident and comfortable for for a 20 something and or maybe we were and maybe you know, we yeah but. i think i think for a 20 something i was i was a really i was maybe smart older for my age whatever but then i look back and i was like oh my gosh what an annoying you know what i mean like i was i was just like what a know-it-all princess mm. <laughs> and like how annoying was i and then but if i could have even known this in my earlier 30s but i think i think i just wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. i think like we like we kind of said in last episode maybe there's a time and a place there's there's a there's a time for everything there's you know whether there's a person that's supposed to be in your life for a time there's there's a time where you're supposed to develop for for everything. Mm. So there was a time that I was supposed to grow for this. So, yeah. And maybe there's a time where I'll, I'll learn more about myself. Maybe before I turn 50, I'll learn more and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I was so annoying in my <laughs> 30s. It'll be really interesting to see. And and I think that's what I part of the thing I like about this podcast is that it, it is a journal. It is a you know, a chronological tracking of how, I mean, more focused on you, but, but how we both grow. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you still talk enough about how, how you are growing and, and all that. So we at least are learning enough about you and we should really do an episode about, about you and how, how you're growing and all that. So if you're open to it, we should. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you probably won't get any downloads because it's going to be boring, but... I mean, we don't get a, a lot anyway, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe that would be the most downloaded episode because they'll be like, oh my gosh, Eric, he's that guy that, that, that co-hosts Milwaukee yeah, Mafia, yeah, yeah. and oh my gosh, Fox City's Murder of Ma- Oh my gosh, he is on so many cool podcasts. And then they're like, Tracy, who's who's Tracy? Why why would we download anything from Tracy? So maybe we'll do that. I like that. We can definitely do that. So my my cat right now is eating my um 
my camera for for my video conference and so it's your fault for leaving it out i mean i saw it there and i thought that's risky of him yeah i know i try to give my cats credit but i really shouldn't so no no So. so well with that i think we can wrap this one up and in two weeks we will hopefully if i can get the research done we'll hopefully do part one of neurodivergence and i'll do that'll be a you know kind of the intro uh, research to it and I'll get a I'll get at least one book read and and hopefully two but I just want you to know psychology books those are hard so <laughs> so but the first the first research is just going to be some some online articles and stuff so that'll be a little bit easier but uh but yeah so uh so with that please if you have any comments concerns all that stuff can email us at stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com and we're always available on Instagram and Facebook and please don't forget to rate us and uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. I'm Tracy and I'm Eric. Later guys.